Oh shit. Woo. <coughs> Woo. We're gonna let that ride. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. Um It's Monday evening or Monday night really. 7.55 p.m. <coughs> I'm smoking. I finished everything that I need to do at my job at the moment. As you guys know, when I do record, I am usually at the workplace. And this is of no exception. Here we are, man. <coughs> Holy shit. Here we are. Another day, the 29th of November, 2021, and we are on the cuffs of the end of the year. Christmas, New Year's, 2022, we are here. And I promised you guys last week that I was going to do something the past weekend. Wasn't able to do so, or didn't really want to, actually. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed your holiday, by the way. My Thanksgiving was just fine. Um, I ended up going to my brother's house. Um, Didn't stay for too long. Didn't even necessarily eat because I ate uh, maybe prior, a couple hours prior to going to my brother's house. I just showed up, a couple bottles of wine, some, some beer, you know. Uh, chopped it up a little bit with the family, but nothing too major. Uh, Friday, same shit. Um, <clears throat> felt good. <clears throat> it really felt good to have uh, four days to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess for a lot of those like myself who wasn't always used to constantly grinding, constantly working, but you get to what I've considered and what I talked about before being that hypnotic rhythm and that hypnotic rhythm is just like, it comes natural. You know what I mean? Like, let me make sure I get this uh, situated. See, like a lot of people can agree when it comes to things like waking up. A lot of times when you have to wake up earlier than you're used to waking up, you'll set an alarm clock. But sometimes your body becomes aware before you know it or your mind is aware or whatever spirit, whatever you want to believe, you actually wake up two minutes, sometimes even a a minute, sometimes even a couple seconds before the alarm clock goes off. Right. That's that hypnotic rhythm. It's your body transitioning through the everyday grind if you work a job for example like if you work literally nine to five nine a.m to five p.m then your body in some cases will uh prepare itself to shut down at 12 or one o'clock in the morning that's for a lot of people who get you know the traditional uh eight hours of sleep for those like myself who i'm lucky to get eight but i'll usually get six and function it's different, but when I'm going to work and when I'm doing things, I'm like a well-oiled machine. You know what I'm saying? So the past four days, bro, I've just been chilling. Like I'm really on my my gaming shit right now. Shout out to the gamers out there. I've I've purchased Bioshock, the uh, collector's edition, which is like the first, second, and Bioshock Infinite, all remastered 
or whatever the fuck you want to call it, definitive, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It looks good. <clears throat> so I've been playing that. WWE uh, 2K20 was on sale for like $15. So I said, why the fuck not? So I bought that as well. I'm supposed to be getting this check tomorrow. I know y'all niggas are sitting back going, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? I know y'all sitting back just, just wondering, like, what the fuck? Well, we got some clips. I mentioned this last week. I think we got seven or eight clips. And we're going to go through these clips. This could technically be considered um, a compilation response. But we're also going to go. We're also going to dive in. We're also going to go into church. All right. We're also taking y'all niggas to church. A lot of y'all bitches need to see Jesus. All right. A lot of y'all women. And see, this is this is my problem. Like. Especially a black man, right? <clears throat> and I'm staying on subject, but I'm kind of going off because technically I haven't given you guys a subject yet. We as black folks have to stop expecting people to lead us. A lot of black folks have to stop expecting people to lead you, right? We always had this group think mindset, and it doesn't matter how you look at it. A lot of us black folks don't really, we don't embrace ourselves the way that we should. And what I mean by that is we are, <clears throat> we are essentially the only group of people racially in this country that celebrates violence, that celebrates fuckery, that celebrates negativity in any neighborhood, in any community that's predominantly black in the United States of America. And that's a fact. It's a fact. And we believe, or I don't know, maybe some of us pretend that we're not capable of getting ourselves up by our bootstraps, right? <clears throat> or pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Or <clears throat> we are fearful. Uh-oh. We are fearful to stand apart. We are fearful to stand out. We'll rather just fit in. And you know, today, unlike, you know, last week, I was on a different mindset. Right now, I'm we are heating up. We're not cooking yet. We're heating up. I'm going to make some points, right? <clears throat> so because we have celebrated negativity, violence, and destruction in our own communities, we will dare for protest or turn around and say shit like, we need better leaders, right? If... <sighs> We don't need leaders. You need to lead your fucking self. See, that's the problem with a lot of us today. We look for entertainers and we look for celebrities to tell us common shit. Common shit. Forgot I didn't have this car turned on. Do I need this car turned on? No, I don't technically, so fuck it. You make sure. Actually, I do because of my Bluetooth. Let me just make sure. <laughs> I'm bugging. Let me just make sure this sound still works. Hold on. Yeah, I went through a divorce. All right. We all good. But 
we will like celebrate destruction. There's always the story, a lot of black folks, a lot of black content creators have talked about this, where you have the analogy of two brothers, right? One brother coming out of prison and one brother going into college. And the community will come together, celebrate, have cookouts for the nigga who's getting out of jail rather than the black man who decides to go against the green and try to better himself. Goddamn shame. Goddamn shame. But like I said, we don't really, I don't even think a lot of us take time to really sit back and, and think about this shit. Like, I think about it a lot. <clears throat> Especially like how I grew up. You know what I mean? I had a very unique childhood. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and I embraced diversity very early on. You know what I'm saying? And I would always remind myself if I'm fortunate enough to find a woman worth procreating with that I would pass that trait or I would pass that tradition along to my son or daughter. Because <clears throat> if you choose to stay in one box, right, then you shouldn't be upset of the results that you're only staying within the reach of certain people. See me, I don't aim my shit towards niggas. I fuck with niggas. I'm a nigga. I'm a dark-skinned, melanated man, but my shit is a message to men. You see, if I decide to go uh, red, black, and green or uh, black manosphere mode, it's like I won't be benefiting anybody, not even myself. <clears throat> because most most of us, like I said, we are like perpetuated uh, followers. When you see a lot of dudes <clears throat> like trendsetters, And trailblazers who go against the grain and who does things the way that he wants to do it or he dances to the beat of his own drum in the black community, that person is looked at as mentally unstable. Look at Kanye West. Uh-oh. Am I getting too truthful? Am I getting too truthful? But we're not going to get too deep. We actually are going to get deep. Like I said, I've done everything that I needed to do within the time period that I felt suitable to where if I get a chance or once I had a chance, I would record at least an hour, hour and a half, possibly even two hours tonight. I'm telling y'all niggas right now, do not get used to it, though. Okay. <laughs> Do not get used to it. But my message is for men, black, white. There's no exclusivity besides red pill. Red pill awareness, red pill related. But you guys already know how I rock. We go here, there, and everywhere. All right, so I'm going to do a brief intermission Anyway, I get a chance to uh, showcase another instrumental that I've made a while back. I actually like this instrumental. It took me a while to find it because I have Google Drives 
And I was smart enough during that time period to save a lot of my beats to Google Drive. So when I moved on or got another laptop, I still had a lot of my old music in place. And uh, this particular instrumental is called Mystery Box. Um, you know, it's very unique. It's a unique instrumental. Um, during this time, I was really just trying to do everything out of the norm. Like, you know what I mean? I was used to living outside of the box, thinking outside of the box, dreaming outside of the box. But it was in a blue pill phase. It wasn't in the red pill sense. And now that I have that red pill sense of really getting down to business, doing what I need to do, I'm able to do things in a certain time period, get that done, get my personal business or what my passion, which is this podcast out of the way. And then I can go to sleep feeling satisfied and knowing the next day I can do the same thing. So we're going to play Mystery Box and I'll be right back. Mystery box. Uh, fuck. You know what's crazy? Like, you know what's really crazy? I just thought about it. <coughs> I have a SoundCloud. I was going to try to showcase the name that I went by on SoundCloud, but I don't remember. 
Um, I think I'll just stick with Jersey Judah just because it's something, you know, a little unique and um, a little more catchy. Uh, for a lot of people that don't know, Jersey Judah is also derived from the tribe of Judah on some real biblical spirituality shit. Um, the, well, I don't even want to go too deep into that. Uh, people who know the research about the Israelites, and I don't mean the Hebrew, black, uh, kill all whitey Israelites. I'm talking about, you know, the chosen tribes of Israel. They would understand where Jersey Judah, or better yet, more specifically, Judah, where that comes from. But I will make sure to, <coughs> matter of fact, can I look this up now? I don't want to do that. Fuck it. I may share the link to my SoundCloud um, in the future. Um, if you guys like the instrumentals, realize that it it is coming from moi right here. Yours truly, Jersey Judah, host of the Red Pill Party podcast, also the founder of uh, New Age Traditionalism. Realize that I am the person behind the sounds. And if you guys like it, you guys hit the link. Uh, there's download links. For a lot of you rappers out there, I, I don't really, I used to, uh, before I get into the topic, you know, I like the bullshit and fuck around. I used to make beats like religiously, right? I used to make beats religiously and um, I used to always have, you know, certain people that I knew that I knew made music or certain people that I knew that were artists that I figured like. I would make, for example, I'll make a CD with like 12 to 14 beats and I'll just give it to somebody that I know who's trying to put music together. Like, I wasn't even thinking at that time. I was dumb. Like, those niggas could have took one of the music that I made, put a little stamp on it, said they made it and could have flipped it, made money off it. Some of them probably did. I won't even be mad at them. But... I used to really be into like hip hop production, even a lot of dance, R&B. Uh, I got a little bit more into dubstep 2014, but I took a step back from it because it got it gotten too serious. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, when I was making music, that was my introverted activity. So rather than going outside and skateboarding during those times, even though I still, I don't still skate today, but I, last time I skated was a year ago. So recently you can technically say I still skate at 33, but earlier 15 years, <coughs> 15 years prior, you know, I was doing a lot of martial arts and I was skateboarding whenever I could. And when I got a chance to make music, that was very important to me. Because that was an activity that was more personal. That was just me sitting down in front of a computer, a bunch of sounds, uh, a bunch of plugins, um, a, a bunch of kicks, a bunch of bass. And niggas just fuck shit up. You know what I mean? It just takes certain people, man, like to really fuck up a vibe and to really fuck up. Um, yeah, like to really fuck up a vibration, not just a vibe, like a vibration. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, I took a step back from music 
<clears throat> for the longest. <clears throat> I actually spent more time within the previous years uh, playing guitar, uh, playing acoustic, or uh, I started bass guitar probably two or three years after um, I started making beats. <clears throat> But I always wanted an electric guitar. And I never had a chance to purchase a electric guitar. Now that I think about it, hmm. Anyway, fuck all that. You guys like the music? Realize that the SoundCloud link is coming soon. We have clips to get into tonight. We have compilation responses to get to tonight. We have special guests left and right. We got Darius M from Darius M Podcast, uh, a.k.a. formerly known as MGTOW Knowledge. Matter of fact, let's just give him a round of applause. And a horn. And a horn. Right? And hold up. Matter of fact, fuck that. Hold up. Hold up. (laughs) Hold up. Fuck that. (laughs) Hold up. That reminds me of something. And I will be talking about this in the future. Now, you know, fresh and fresh and fit or the dude fit or I don't fucking know these guys like that. I really don't. Um, Me personally, I acknowledge them as content creators because that's what they are. They have a solid audience. In my opinion, their methods of gathering that audience is a little eh, disingenuous. And I'm not team Abba and Preach either. It's just they always seem to be the more logical ones. And their audience, in my opinion, is a little bit more intelligent than a fresh and fit audience. Keep in mind, this isn't like a diss or anything because... They're in Miami, Florida. There's nothing but hot pieces of ass, bimbos, OnlyFans chicks, strippers, porn stars, prostitutes, you name it, they're all there in Miami. Their audience base is men, but what they portray or what they um, illustrate on these channels and on these videos are a lot of women. Which leads me to... You know, this guy, I forgot the dude's name, the African-looking dude, and fresh and fit. Not Myron. No, Myron is the other dude who got caught trying to trick. See, listen, I brought this shit up before. A lot of these guys who are out here talking about all this knowledge and all of this understanding and all of this game, you know, this game theory, right? When it boils down to it, if you're a piece of shit and if you're a scumbag and if you're a costume alpha and if you're trying to promote a lifestyle that you're not living, it is time for you to be exposed. It's time. Fuck that shit. Fuck that. If I brought this up, how many episodes ago? Two or three episodes, right? Hear me out. If you pay for vagina, 
and you acknowledge that, like, <clears throat> for a nigga to talk shit about you afterwards, that's some sucker shit. Because for one, celebrities, basketball players, entertainers, they've all been involved or they've had associates and colleagues colleagues that were involved with it as well. The fuck are you talking about? These celebrities are buying pussy left and right. It's just when a guy buys vagina, it is made to believe that that guy is weak. That guy has no game. He has no skills. He can't just pick up a woman and one night a woman. He has to purchase vagina. And this goes back to what I've said before. If niggas have money like that, and you're dealing with dime pieces, right? Because, see, this society is fucked up. See, a lot of y'all expect five and belows to hit this level and just sell themselves. But a lot of these five and belows simply are not markable. They're not. They're not marketable. They are not marketable beings. So these women are not going to be the ones out there. Just like seeking arrangements. Um, it's almost like. It's almost like an auction. In a sense. It's almost the auction. A auction that is simply built off of materialism. The men <clears throat> who go on these dating apps, the men who go on uh, Tender, Plenty of Fish, uh, Bumble, um, Tagged, Meet Me, all of these, I know all these sites. You know why? Because I've been on them, nigga. I'm still on them today. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> the fuck are you guys? See, look, people think that when a guy says he's single or I don't, I'm not MGTOW, but I fuck with a lot of MGTOW content creators. But if a person says they're MGTOW, they're going their own way, a lot of people would expect them to not deal with women, not associate with women, not sleep with women. And I feel that that is simply not true. <clears throat> and there'll be content creators that will try and point out things like, hey, Rolo Tomasi, uh, Rolo Tomasi's married. And it's like, okay, and? For one, he's an old head. That's number one. He's an old head. And he's been talking about this shit for, I believe, over 20 years. Who the fuck cares? A lot of y'all just need to listen to the message and stop looking at the messenger. I've been saying this shit from the beginning as well. But I want to say all this to say this. like, The fresh and fit dude got caught. I would say borderline tricking. This is <clears throat> this is a hard one to um, analyze. I'm not going to lie. It's a very complex story that involves this, this African-American man and this pretty but pretty basic white bitch. And I say this with all due respect. See, a lot of white women, when you see a lot of white women who have like a natural look, they don't wear as much makeup. They're still able to turn heads. These women don't even have to be arrogant and cocky. 
they they already know what they're capable of when it comes to looks. And some of these women, because they don't participate in a lot of these hoish activities, these are the traditional, more traditional, I should say, women that a lot of us men, new age traditionalism, should really be uh, aiming towards, right? <clears throat> Rather than just be, you know, a thirsty beta mom, shout out to uh, the texting print. Rather be a rather than be a thirsty beta man, a, a boom boy, you know, a bati man. Rather than do that, be the nice guy, be the shoulder to cry on, be the emotional tampon, be the fucking floor mat, be the doormat for this broad. Maybe you should pay attention to uh, better opportunities. Uh, uh, better goals or better possibilities of getting certain things you want in life. Now, unfortunately, like I, I brought this up before, this is a harsh reality. A lot of us aren't going to get what we want. That's just life. We can strive. And that's the, that I, I think that right there is the secret of life is that strive. It's that, all right, Shit was fucked up last week. Shit was fucked up yesterday. But today is going to be better. It's that attitude or it's that focus that really defines life, in my opinion. Rather than the times where you just sit back and you don't really have shit going on or you may have everything you want and you're just sitting back, kicking back. I don't really look at that. Although it's a good part of life, but I, I think life in general comes from a lot of the trials and tribulations. So with me, and with the shit I talk about here, I try to keep it one thou wow. That's 1,000. I heard a nigga down south say that, <clears throat> and, it, and it made me laugh, but I was like, yo, I'm using that. We're going to keep shit a thou wow in this motherfucker. And by the way, uh, I just want people to understand once again that we're not bullshitting here. This is still church. We're still cooking. And we're about to play uh, these audio clips. But I'm going to let the nigga on the organ throw it down real quick. Yes. All right. We're going into what is named red pill shit. Now, I want you guys to bear with me, all claws included. Because of the audio... It may be too loud. It may be too short. Or it may be too, it may be too low. It may be too loud. But bear with me, and uh, we're gonna get through it. But we're gonna start off with what I call red pill shit. If a man loves you, he will literally move mountains to be with you. Stay away from girls that have this dumbass ideology. This is romantic comedy logic, and the definition of girls thinking they're special simply because they're alive. Like, what makes you think you are so special that you are worth having mountains moved for you for one date? It's the female equivalent of misogyny and has toxic relationship splattered all over it. Oh my God. You, you just heard what that man said? Did y'all hear what that man said? I'm going to play that shit again. I don't give a fuck. This may be the first time that I played something back on here besides the uh, Sugar Daddy anthem, the trick anthem. I'm going to have to play that again. If a man loves you, he will 
loves you, he will literally move mountains to be with you. Stay away from girls that have this dumbass ideology. This is romantic comedy logic. And the definition of girls thinking they're special simply because they're alive. Like, what makes you think you are so special that you are worth having mountains moved for you for one date? It's the female equivalent of misogyny and has toxic relationship splattered all over it. Jesus. Lord. Father. Father God. Tell me that that nigga was lying, man. Like, let me know. I want to hear responses. I want people to really respond to, to give me a response to this one. Like, how truthful was that nigga? That's, that can be broken down to a 30 minute. That can be a 30 plus minute breakdown. And I'm not even going to do it here. I'm not. That may be something that I keep in the cuff for later on. See, women love... Or they have a fantasy of displaying dominance or demanding things. Or better yet, she commands things to a point where she's used to dealing with guys <clears throat> who will do anything and everything just to take her out and spend his money. There's guys today, unfortunately, for a lot of these women, they're simply waking up and saying, we're not participating. And if you decide as a man to participate in this type of behavior and to green light this type of behavior, you're going to be dealing with a lot of red flags along the way. And only when you fuck up completely, you reach down fucking bottom, you are completely down bad dealing with abroad, you will wake up to the realities, the harsh realities, you will consume the red pill and you will understand what's really going on. What's really happening? Like, men and women, you know, the dating apps. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But anyway, we have another one, another uh, video that's simply called Bimbo. I wonder why. Guys are out here thinking that relationships are 50 50. You're young, so you probably don't know this, but pretty women are a dime a dozen, my dear. And I'll just go find a woman who does think that, and so should every other guy. But that type of thinking will attract a certain type of guy, and good luck with that. Alright, so what you just heard was, this was your nice guy, you can tell. I'm sure a lot of you people who are really red pill aware, you're sitting back, you may be smoking a doobie like I just was a couple minutes ago, kicking back, you may be on break, you may be working, and... You can just see the fedora that this nigga is wearing just by the tone of his voice and what he's talking about. Now, there are truths to what he is talking about, but understand where he is coming from. Number one, when women talk about 50-50 relationships, at least this woman was being truthful. Because it's not 50-50. Women are not going to put 50% of what you have to offer to the table. A lot of women expect everything at once. This is why a lot of women wait at the finish line. They're not waiting cheering you on at the starting line. 
Matter of fact, they're not even halfway through the motherfucker. They are waiting at the finish line for the man who is the best, whether in a sense of quote-unquote high value, whether that's high quality. But a lot of you niggas need to wake the fuck up. And this dude, like I said... He's dropping some knowledge, but this is like one of these black uh, black pill type guys. You can tell, you know what I mean? Because, listen, all I would say is these women are representations of future single mothers. That's all I would have said, and that would have been the end of the TikTok. But that's the reason why I don't go on TikTok, because I talk about too much shit, and these bitches will get triggered to the max. And we'll try to cancel the kid. We can't have that happen here. This is church. You know what I'm saying? The only person that can cancel me is the Heavenly Father Almighty. Fuck y'all talking about. Fuck y'all talking about. You know what I mean? But a lot of these women have, are really what these women are representations of future single mothers, um, future lifetime baby mamas, uh, future lifetime dramas, like like dramas from the channel lifetime, like that type of behavior, that type of activity, um, that type of uh, behavior. All right, Bimbo, we're not going to listen to that over. We have another one that is simply called Cheating Ho. I wonder why. What's so crazy to me is that at least women cheat up. Like, if your girl's gonna cheat on you and you work at FedEx, you best believe she's cheating on you with the CEO of Amazon. Y'all would cheat with a peanut butter jelly sandwich if you could. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're not even wrong. You see, with us men, when we cheat compared to when y'all cheat, we cheat just to get a quick nut. Whereas y'all cheat with a guy you actually like. And typically a guy that you think is better than your current boyfriend. You see, what women fail to realize is that y'all live in an abundance lifestyle. Us men, even if we're an attractive man, do not have as many options as a pretty woman. So all y'all gotta do is go to y'all DMs, your matches on Tinder, and pick out the best option that fits your criteria. I just need women to realize that it's ten times easier for her to cheat up than a guy is, and that's just facts. Alright. He makes a lot of good points. Now, I never thought about it like this, but I've heard from numerous men, you know, even growing up, I've heard like older men conversate and it would break down to a man being able to cheat on a wife and still love the wife. But when the woman cheats on the man, she loses attraction, loses affection for the man because she sleeps with another guy. Now, it goes both ways in a sense where they call it cheating, but for women, it's really hypergamy. And I'm going to explain something. When these women get into long-term relationships, do you ever notice that a lot of their hookup apps, their tenders, their plenty of fishes, uh, uh, Bumble accounts, all of these accounts are still active and she's still on those apps in long-term relationships. Now, a lot of a lot of women will say, well, that's not cheating. It isn't, but it is a source of trying to find your next available option. While 
still having this man believe that he's in a relationship or that he's in a committed relationship. I've, I've known guys, real shit. I've known guys that stop hitting niggas up, stop going on social media, or if they go on social media, they got they got pictures with the bitch. They don't kick it anymore. Like, you see a lot of different shit happen with a lot of dudes. I, I began to realize, like, regardless of how a man looks, a lot of men still have that ability to be weak-minded men. A lot of these guys, I'm going to say that again because the sound clip was too was too low. We're not doing that tonight. We, we going in tonight. Um, a lot of guys, you look at them, they look strong. Pause. You know what I mean? They're built. Pause. They're in shape. They work out. They appear to be strong, masculine men. But in all actuality, they are very weak-minded individuals who usually fall for the banana and the tailpipe, who fall for the BS when it comes to these broads, and who fall for the flim-flam. These niggas got to wake up. All right. Red Pill Shit, Bimbo, Cheetah Ho, Darius M. Shout out to Darius M. All right. This is a clip from Darius M. We're going to break it down. This is some, <laughs> this is, this is some real shit. All right. So I want y'all to pay attention. So let me get this straight. You women want a guy who's taller than you makes more money than you, more successful and driven than you, is in better shape than you, can make you laugh, have more confidence and charisma than you, able to buy you a big house, a big diamond ring, deal with your mood swings and bad attitude, take you shopping, take you on trips, and you still somehow think you're the prize and men should chase you? <laughs> Listen. We're not fucking playing around, all right? Shout out to Darius M. We got to get the horns ready for this nigga. What the fuck? That's Darius M, all right? Find that nigga on YouTube. You know what I mean? The nigga from, from the shy. He from Chi-Town, from Chicago, where all them niggas be, be shooting niggas at. They be, they be spinning blocks on niggas. And laying niggas down out there. You know what I mean? Pray for them niggas. Real shit. <laughs> Pray for them niggas. You know what I'm saying? But simple questions. If, and, and it makes sense, right? And this goes back to where women say, I am the table. Okay. So now we have to bring all of these things to that table, which is you. We have to bring the commitment. We have to bring the honesty. We have to be funny. You know what I mean? We have to listen. And we have to communicate when you talk about dumb, senseless shit. We have to sit back, pretend that what you're talking about is interesting just to make you happy. But at the end of the day, what these basic bitches don't do is they don't have home training. 
They do not know how to communicate. They are very dysfunctional. They are very disrespectful. And they are not worth being with long term. They're not worth it. They're not. They're not worth it. Okay? Just remember that. Darius M. YouTube. You got the Darius M. Podcast. He has other channels too, but if you put in Darius M, you go on his channel, you hit the channels link on YouTube, and you'll find them all. You know what I mean? Well said. Well put together. And remember, you guys out there, you're dealing with thoughts. You're dealing with hood boogers. Remember what Future said. So go against the game, we gon' suck your heart. First we run a train, then we let it go. We listen one more time. Don't go against the game, we gon' suck your heart. First we run a train, then we let it go. We're not playing around. We're not playing around. We're not playing around. No jokes. No play play. You guys dealing with these skeezers. Okay. And see, I know a lot of these people. A lot of these guys, they end up marrying these bitches. And the guys who smashed are the guys who know about that woman's behavior. They actually, they may be in fact cool with that dude, but they never told him that bitch been out there. I hit it. My boy hit it. My brother hit it. My cousin hit it. She a dyke. So my female cousin hit it. Like they don't, they don't really be telling niggas shit. Anything important. They'll talk about fucking Madden all goddamn day. They'll talk about goddamn sports center. ES fucking PN. These fucking morons. We got time for these niggas, man. I just bought this torch. So I wouldn't lose it. But anyway, a lot of niggas, like I said, they don't they don't really want to hear this type of they don't want to hear this type of uh, content. They want to be lied to. Sports Center, Madden, you know what I'm saying? NBA, NFL, sneakers. Like you, you really have to you really have to stand out in this world as a man. You have to stand out in so many ways that fitting in is no longer an option. I'm not trying to fit in with these niggas. I'm not trying to fit in with a lot of folks. I'm so I'm so much on my P's and Q's that I don't I don't really give a fuck about dealing with too many niggas. In the same way that I look at a lot of these bitches. You know what I mean? I got this heat on because it's hot. I mean, it's cold as fuck out there. You know what I mean? Hands is cold. Like, I'm in this car and my fucking hands are cold. Fuck this shit. And we still going in. We not stopping anytime soon. I told you guys I was going to go in for an hour and a half. That's what I'm going to do. You feel me? Uh, I have other things that I could do, but nothing that would truly beat this recording nothing that would truly beat this opportunity 
to do what I usually do. And that's come on here, act a goddamn fool. You know what I mean? To be frank, act a goddamn fool. And also drop some harsh realities and some red pills out there for a lot of you guys to really obtain and understand. All right. So we 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 going through it. Because I still want to take niggas to church at the end of all of this. And from what I have, we have one, two, no, we have one, two, three. We got three left. All right. We got three left. One from another older, I should say, content creator. And this is by all means, by no disrespect. Um, JLP, a.k.a. Jesse Lee Peterson, a.k.a. Uh, hope for the great white hope. Um, that's what he called Donald Trump. He he was shot out. He's, he's still shot out. God bless him. I fuck with Jesse Lee Peterson. Niggas like to call him a coon and all this shit. Like, yeah, he got coon tendencies. But a lot of these fucking rappers got coon tendencies. And I get sick and tired of hearing these fucking rappers calling the next nigga a coon when they're the jigaboo smiling, gold teeth, and all this other crazy hooligan nonsense. I get tired of hearing these niggas and, 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 and what the fuck they got to talk about. Because it's all hypocrisies. It's nothing that's generally factual or nothing that's concrete. In other words, it doesn't stick. It's all bullshit. But this is JLP. And I think he was talking to Amber Rose. So we're going to get into this one. You know, I went through a divorce, and then I started dating after that. And it's like, well, if going out on a date with a guy makes me a slut, then that's just what I'm going to be. I don't think going out on a date makes you a slut, or having sex with different men makes you makes you a slut. Well, what does it make you if you have sex with different women? A slut maker. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, shout out JLP, yo. Okay. Matter of fact, where's the audience at? We got to give this gentleman some goddamn respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to give the triple OG some respect, Jesse Lee Peterson. And Amber Rose, by the way, and I, I wanted to mention this, and I'm glad that I finally thought about it in the right time, but... Isn't it strange that Amber Rose is also responsible or also is one of the main participants in what is called the slut walk? Hmm. Something to think about. Because a lot of these funky ass bitches, they don't give a shit about reputation. They don't care about what guys think. They don't care about what guys think right now. But uh, come back to those bitches 15 years down the line. See them bitches 15 years down the line and see their attitude then. See their slut-walking behaviors then. Most of these guys aren't going to try to bag. There's a couple of guys that will try to will try to smash. Um, like, there's attractive women who are in their 40s that I wouldn't approach. But if they approach me on some freaky shit, uh, I'm a legal adult. I'll, I'll smash an older bitch without without any problems, without any guilt in the world. Um, is that woman obtainable for me? Absolutely not, bitch. I'm trying to 
look, there's there's too much going on to drop everything that you have as a man and just live, go out there on a prayer, go out there on just faith with these bitches. These women aren't really worth that. You have to, a lot of guys have to figure that shit out themselves. Some dudes, which would almost be at the very few, they have a way with women. So when they go out or when they go places, they'll have a lot of women approach them. And then they can pick and choose down the line. A lot of guys, especially guys who are just working or especially guys who are really just focused on trying to better themselves, they may not have those uh, options. Not yet. But the idea is by the time you get those options, you should probably still put that in a low priority. It should always be low priority because a lot of these women are low maintenance. Jesus. I brought up this analogy earlier. I've mentioned women being cars. A lot of content creators mention this. I'm not originating it. I'm not saying I did. But just imagine a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Whatever fucking kind of one of those cars you can like. I don't fucking like um, Lambos and Ferraris and shit. But to each his own. And imagine looking at that car. The exterior is beautiful. The paint, whatever color you like. Maybe a gloss. Me personally, I just have a, I'm a fan of just flat black, just a flat black car, right? And everything on the outside is beautiful. The inside looks beautiful. But under the hood, the shit running like a goddamn Honda Accord. Shit is running like a goddamn Honda Civic. That's women today in a nutshell, where their exterior is high maintenance, right? They appear to be put together well, but in their dysfunctional minds and through their dysfunctional behaviors, they display the complete opposite. So a lot of these women just run around trying to pull game on men. Now, I talked about getting into this earlier with the dating shit. I'm going to. So on dating apps, let me explain something. Let's say you're a guy in your late 20s and you go on dating apps to hook up, right? And you tell women that that's what you're on dating apps for. You're probably going to have a better chance if you are of if you're above a 6. If you're a 5, if you're a basic average guy, you're going to have the harder you're going to have the harder time really reaching out to many women. Even to the guys who are sixes and sevens, they'll tell you that the pickings are very slim and a lot a lot of the women that show interest in them are not slim. They are fat, they are overweight, they are out of shape, they need exercise, they need help, they need God. They need God and they need men and they need guidance. They need God and they need guidance. <laughs> They need God and they need guidance, okay? 
Just going to throw that out there. Uh, where are we at? We went through JLP. We got something that is simply called truth. And then afterwards, I have something that's called somewhat truth. And then after that, we're going to break it down. We're going to have church service. I was supposed to do a Sunday sermon yesterday. Didn't feel like fucking doing it. Felt like playing video games, and I did so. I don't feel bad for that because I have an opportunity, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to go through the Sunday service Monday night. But let's get into it. Truth. Relationships don't work the way they do on television and in the movies. Will they, won't they, and they finally do, and they're happy forever. Give me a break. Nine out of ten of them end because they weren't right for each other to begin with, and half the ones that get married get divorced anyway. And I'm telling you right now, through all this stuff, I have not become a cynic. I haven't. More than half, actually, get divorced. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, rom com. This is something that the dude mentioned earlier that I called red pill shit. He mentioned this romantic comedy aspect that women have towards relationships where. They simply watched too many of these movies. They've read too many of these books. They've fantasized too much about what a high value man is. So they seek those type of men, but they're in poor condition, low maintenance. And they have no pair bonding skills because they sleep around, but they still believe that whatever looks that they have left is worth it for men. Some men, the men who fall for it, in other words, is the man she doesn't want. She actually wants the man who she cannot have. She wants the man that she is incapable of having. So like, like guys, for example, we, we have always been told to date down. We've never been told to date up, right? Women have been brought up in this society or in this stage or in this wave of feminism that they need to date up. So it almost goes parallel to what a guy would say, well, I might as well date down, you know? And if you think about it and there's not a, there's no nice way to put it. If you believe that dating a five rather than dating a seven will give you a better option of traditionalism or a better option of commitment, you are sadly mistaken. A lot of these women that I consider five and belows, they have the same attitude. They have the same egotism. They have the same arrogance that a lot of these attractive women have because these women have been sold a lot. And these less attractive women have less opportunity They have less success and they're usually the most miserable at the very end. You see the cat lady analogy or buy a dog, die alone. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. Because it's true. Like the women, like you have to look at it in the most realistic way possible. I'm, I'm a 33 year old man, right? I grew up with that idea of wanting a family. I grew up with that idea. Now, I didn't I didn't begin realizing the I didn't really begin understanding the realization of things until I was like 27, 28. And I saw a darker less um appealing sense of family. 
because I look around in a lot of the communities and a lot of the black fathers are no longer in the households, but they never really were. And I'm not going to get too deep into that. But I believed that idea of family. And I believe that is why I am in a lot of fucked up ways blessed to not have that in this day and age with these particular women. There are women who I've dealt with who've had, I believed, those qualities of a mother, qualities of a worthy woman in my eyes, right? And because those situations didn't work out, I didn't handle that well previously. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just being real. Now that I'm 33 years old, family to me can be overrated. And I'm not saying that to be fucked up. I'm saying that to be realistic. Family can be overrated, meaning there's some people that because they're related to you, they feel that they can take advantage of you or they can talk behind your back because y'all related. Like, nah, I'm not, I'm not cool with any of that shit. That's why with me, I have more of a lone wolf lifestyle where a lot of things that I enjoy doing, I have the uh, possibility of doing it by myself without any company. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, the realization hit me at 27. So by that time, I was like, all right, this is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, whether I'm incompatible with women, right? Maybe, maybe it's just me, and I know it's not, but I'm realistic enough or I'm man enough to at least think that that would be a possibility to be more pragmatic about certain things rather than being um, just one track minded or really counterproductive. We, we went, we went in, we talked about truth. Okay. We're going in right now. I'm cooking. If you guys are paying attention, I'm very relaxed. I'm very cool. And that joint really got me feeling some type of way. I got this other joint that I'm going to light up like, like right after I'm done um, with this last portion here, this last video clip. This actually is shorter because the truth of the matter was these sound clips were in my phone for like over a week. I was supposed to do this the week of Thanksgiving, possibly a Monday, I think. Didn't get a chance to. And then my original goal was to do it on a Saturday or a Sunday, more or less with the Sunday sermon. But I said, fuck it. I'm going to enjoy the four days that I have off. So here I am now. But we're going to get through the somewhat true. And I'm going to break it down. And then we're going to take another quick intermission. And then we're going to come back with the Sunday sermon. So let's get it. The only thing that will keep a man is a man who wants to be kicked. <laughs> Said no man ever. What is he, a dog? I promise you, if you ask a man what will make him stay with a woman forever, he's not going to say, well, uh, I don't know. I guess I just want to be kept. What is the aim for this argument? Because the result it's achieving is women entering relationships with no intention on accountability. Like, what is your intention with a man if you don't plan on supporting his dreams? Hold up. Let's just stop right there 
I'm not even going to play the rest of that. So there's two ways to look at this. Number one, she is actually absolutely right. Number two, it almost points the finger at her because a lot of women come into relationships with no thoughts and cares of accountability. This is why a lot of women come into relationships with what is called baggage. And that baggage can be previous, um, previous, I would, I would assume like previous problems that affected her long-term, whether it's with men, maybe she's been cheated on, but she decides to just jump into another relationship anyway, knowing damn well, she didn't deal with the problems that she had before. And what she does subconsciously and consciously later on is she expects that man to figure out her problems. And even then, she won't say that it was done on her behalf or it's her fault. This goes back to accountability. And a lot of women simply aren't capable of that. So once again, fellas, if you are looking at these women as potential long-term mates, you must understand that you're going to be taking the fall. You're going to be the fall guy in a relationship. Understand that. If she tells you, right, and we talked about this numerous occasions, on numerous occasions. If she tells you that all of her men are bad, all of her men were abusive, all of her men cheated, that's a red flag, okay? Like, there's such thing as bad luck. I get it. But for a woman to say that she was in three relationships and all three of these men were abusive or all three of these men were bad guys, then there's a good chance that you're not going to really be placed on a high level either by the time the relationship's over. She may say and make up things about you. A lot of women are capable of this type of fuckery and this type of activity. And these women who try to promote and say that, hey, we're committed, we're faithful, we need to see the receipts, women. See, y'all got bad track records and y'all and y'all talk a good game. I'll give y'all that. Y'all y'all talk a good game. A lot of y'all women have improved when it came to the wordplay and y'all really beginning to speak up about this trickery and this um treacherous female activity taking place. But y'all gotta understand something. Like, we're not gonna just take your side because you finally decided to speak up. This shit's been going on. And whether you support it or not, it's still going to continue to happen. You have you have to understand that men, us men, who's just been grinding, working constantly, we really just want a bitch to kick it with. Like, and the women don't care about that anymore because it's about coming up and getting a bag. Now, a lot of these women get a bag off of a man. They need a man to get a bag. That's the problem with a lot of you women. You women can't get off your ass. You know what I'm saying? Go to the fucking unemployment office or, or put in some fucking applications online. You guys need a man in order to get the bag. You funky bitch, you. Listen, man, you guys already know the vibes. You guys already know how I'm rocking. We are cooking up. I'm saving my energy right now for the Sunday sermon. And I brought up a part of what I was going to talk about, but I'm going to reiterate it. If I have my notes open, which I do, thank God. Stop expecting people to lead you. That is going to be the sermon. Stop expecting people to lead you. 
Okay. Stop expecting people to lead you. All right. What do I have here? Play uh, another one of my instrumentals. Uh, hmm. Okay, we'll play Resort. That's what we'll do. We'll play a beat that is called Resort. I think I played it here before. I probably haven't because I don't remember saying that name, Resort. But I named it that. Um, I like it. It kind of sounds like a, like a resort type of thing. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Only going to play a little bit of it. Quick intermission. Uh, I mean, intermission. Uh, gathering my thoughts and what I need to address for this Sunday sermon, even though it is a Monday. But fuck all that. We're doing it our way. It's the Monday sermon. It is what it is. Be right back.
Stop expecting people to lead you. This is the Monday sermon. You know what I mean? We've got through the Thanksgiving holiday. We've gotten through the fuckery, which is called Black Friday. But the Americans changed it up to Native American Heritage Day. We've gotten through another weekend, and here we are Monday. And we are here with a message. We are here for service. We are here for church, goddammit. And I came up with this topic in a lot of for a lot of reasons. This is still red pill related. But I wanted to add some worldly flavor to it. See, a lot of us, like I've said earlier, we have been taught to seek leadership. We are taught to seek leaders instead of becoming leaders ourselves. We are taught to follow a particular pattern because doing otherwise would outcast us. We are told to dress a certain way because our peers would think otherwise if we decided to dress how the fuck we wanted to dress, talk how the fuck we want to talk, act how the fuck we want to act, and live how the fuck we want to live. And a lot of you niggas are lost. You are lost in the fascination of money and the fascination of being a street nigga or a hood nigga, right? And there's a lot of niggas who are built, quote unquote, built for that and good for them. Shout out to them. God bless them. But most of us shouldn't really be focusing on that. We have other things to obtain. We have leadership capabilities ourselves, and we don't need another man, especially those who are not connected to us, to tell us how to live and tell us how to be. See, a lot of y'all niggas need to wake up. Where's the pastor at? Where the pastor? Y'all need to quit talking about other folk and start practicing getting your shit, getting your stuff together. Y'all already know we cooking. <laughs> Y'all already know. Y'all already know I'm about to fucking cook, right? Y'all know I'm about to fucking go in. Because I get, I get really amped up when people talk about leadership, especially in the black community. We know that our leadership skills and the people that we put as leaders of the community ain't shit. They ain't worth shit. If they were, there would be actions and things being took in place already. It would be enough talking. It would actually be actions taking place. But only actions that most of these Negroes like to do is march and protest and act a goddamn fool and come up with no fucking solutions at the end of the day. And now you just a pet Negro thanks to the good old Democratic Joe Biden. Good job, guys. Way to go. Good fucking job. That's what that's what leadership got us. And look, I remember and see this is the reason why I hold such a grudge, right? There were people who unfriended me, 
right? Because of my political views. Now, keep in mind, these are the same Negroes that will tell you that politicians don't mean shit any fucking way. Politicians don't matter. Obama don't matter. All these niggas don't fucking matter. It wasn't until motherfuckers got shot, another nigga gets killed by a white police officer, which only happens rarely, right? Compared to niggas shooting niggas, niggas robbing niggas, niggas destroying niggas. And you go into the urban areas, listen. You go into these urban areas and you know what I'm talking about. When you talk about leadership, you talking about maybe the young nigga, he's in his late 20s. He's selling dope. He's looked at as a leader by the adolescents, the up-and-comers, the grasshoppers, the white belts, the youngins, however you want to put it. They're looking at him as the leader because he has the car, he has the cars, the, the jewelry, the house, the clothes. He becomes a leader because we have a lack of leadership. The leadership that we should have had, a lot of us black men, should have been our fathers. But unfortunately, we became a part of the environment. We've became products of the projects. We've became structures of the streets. And sooner or later, it became normal. It became routine for us, the black youth, to come up and urban decay one way or another. To come up in poverty one way or another. To come up in violence one way or another. To come up with skills of survival one way or another. You feel me? So there's so many avenues that a lot of us had to go through to get to where we're at. See, me, I'm well, I'm well aware of my navigation and what I have going on and what direction I need to go and understanding that a lot of people who are not going to be on board just aren't really worth being around. Because, look, I don't... Like, there's a lot of people who I was friends with in the past, right? And we just simply go our separate ways in life. You know what I mean? And when you see that person five years down the line... You realize that, you know what I mean? Like the attitude's different, you know, certain things you pick up. And like for me, I experienced that with a lot of old friends where they expect to come across the same person who was horse playing, bullshitting, fucking around at high school and who was bullshitting, dicking around in middle school. And niggas out here are really making shit happen. I don't know what's wrong with these niggas. They need to wake the fuck up. 
things change, people change. And see, guys, understand this. You're going to come across the opposition. And the opposition is going to tell you that, oh, you changed. And some of these oppositions, some of the opposition are some of the people that you were friends with. And they don't understand what path you want. And you got to be able to go forward. Say, fuck it. It is what it is. But we about to break things down like a compound. We not fucking joking around right now. Where my praise break at? We need, we we need, we need, uh, we need the choir in this motherfucker. Eventually, I'm gonna get choir clips. We gonna play hymns in this motherfucker. We not playing around. This is church. We not playing. We're not playing. We're not fucking around with y'all. We're not fucking around with y'all. We finna go in. But we already going in. It's not even a big deal. We, like I said, and I didn't want to make this a black thing, but I am going to make this about men. But I am going to talk about specifically black men. Because it is worth it. Let me see something. And let me prove it. We're going to do this shit on the fly right now. And anyway, the Sunday sermon, we're doing this shit on the fly. Um, let's see something. About 67% of black children are born into a single parent household. About 67% of black children are born into a single parent household. What percentage of single mothers are black? In the United States of America, black or African American, there are 64% black single mothers. 64% black single mothers compared to the 42% uh, Hispanic and Latinos. So y'all... Latino, um, butter, pecan, Puerto Ricans, y'all not too far off either. So we are not going to let, we're not letting y'all slide. Plus y'all be in our communities anyway, and y'all got good food and y'all got good women. And some of your music is catchy. It's just, I'm actually disappointed that I don't know the language to really understand what words are being said. And a lot of these, um, Dominican, I go to a barbershop that's like, I would say over 10 minutes away from where I live because these Dominicans are on point. You know what I'm saying? And they, they, and they be bumping some, some music and the beats is heavy. And I just don't know what the fuck they saying. And they all talk Spanish, but I don't give a fuck because they do the best haircuts, straight razor status. You know what I mean? Dress to impress. You gotta, you gotta look legit. You guys gotta get haircuts. You guys gotta be presentable. Anyway, I say all this to say, Going back to black or African-American women in the United States of America, 64% are single mothers. Going along with about 67% of black children are born into a single parent household. Now, I bring up new age traditionalism. That is a idea that I come up with or more or less a concept that is based on a level of realism where the man begins to understand his worth and his value and he begins to 
look for women in that same mindset. And that's really weeding out a lot of these thought bots and a lot of these useless slurs who are out there, here, there, everywhere. And we can't, we can't bullshit. We got to keep it legit. We got to keep it that wow. And we can't, um, we can't allow low hanging fruit to, um, dictate how we should live our lives. There's a lot of dudes, right? And I used to feel on the fence with this one. I'm not going to lie, but now I understand what people are talking about. There are a group of women that want to censor masculinity or tone down masculinity or at the very least make masculinity bad so that the only thing that is left are chicken neck, chicken shit, beta men, beta mon, batimon, ally, femimon, participate in the pedestalization of women. Now, these women, like I said, I've said this before, especially with feminism, they're not fucking these male allies. They're, they're not. These male allies are going home with um, their dick in their hands. There's, we always see foxes here. There must be a family of foxes out here because uh, that's a nice one. There's a lot of foxes in this area. I'm sorry, I get in, I'm getting sidetracked. But a lot of us men, black men, were raised in a single mother household. And there is consequences and repercussions to that. And I remember, I remember doing an episode or possibly even a YouTube uh, live about this in the past. And I may do something similar to that in the future where I do a lot more research and I go through a lot of the information live while I'm recording because it's more organic that way. And I tend to come up with uh, better ideas along the way. But we were raised in a non-traditional setting. We were raised primarily by our mothers on the feminine level. Now, is this bad? Yes and no. It is bad because there is no balance of the father in the household um, showing guidance and mentorship to uh, prepare that child for adulthood. It's very important. And a lot of black men, especially that hits hard when we grow up and we see friends with parents and their families all together. And it, it really, you don't really think about it during that time necessarily. You may have like a couple thoughts about it, but you don't really harvest on it. It's not until you get older, especially for me, now that I think about it. And I look back, you know, I would say, you know, I'm not making excuses. A lot of the shit that I did, I did because I wanted to. But, you know, it may have been, I may have had a little bit more of a chance if a father was around. Or I may have just been more fucking, uh, more rebellious. You feel me? Because I was rebellious. In a lot of ways, I still keep that energy today because I have things that I have to say that are important. And I think the more you talk monotone or the more you try to be presentable around certain people... They try to run game on you. I got to let niggas know we don't fuck around. This is Sunday service, but 
We're not fucking playing around with niggas. We just not doing that. You know, we're going to keep things a thou wow. One thou wow. And we're going to keep pushing forward. But like I said, the black men who knew what it was like growing up in a fatherless house, they may have that vengeful mindset, meaning it's not hatred towards the father. It is this mindset of not becoming that. If we impregnate a woman and that woman, first of all, we're going to be red pill aware. So the women that we impregnate are going to be the women that we want to impregnate. And once that process happens, we become the fathers that we've never had. And it's that sort of, that's what I mean by um, a vengeful mind state. I'm not playing around. I'm dropping science. I really need to pay attention to this one because we're not playing around. Matter of fact, fuck it. Bring the organs back. Fuck that shit. Fuck that. Bring the organs back. See, look, that sort of vengeful mind state is something that a lot of men who are raising single mother household tab. Now, that's a bad mindset for a multitude of reasons. And I had to figure this out the hard way myself. You see, when you go against your father, and this can be seen on a spiritual and on a more earthly tone thought. If you go against your father, biological father or the heavenly father, you are destined for failure. If you try to rebel against your creator, you are destined for failure. You can stand out and still be in place and still be in favor. And I've realized that later on in life, I still am the same person that I am. I just don't fuck around with the same people because I understand that the avenue and the navigation of where I'm going, they will play more of a roadblock or like an unnecessary stop. You have to understand that when you seek leadership, you, you, in a way, when you seek leadership, you seek refuge. And when you seek refuge, you are the victim. Okay. So, So as the victim, you, and look, it's nothing wrong. Like I, there was only a few people, a few men, older men that I looked up to. My uncle was one of them. I had actually, fuck that. I had, all of my uncles were cool as shit, but there was a couple of uncles. One uncle was wild as fuck, but I looked up to him because he made it from wherever he went through and he went through a lot. He made it. You feel me? In one piece. My other uncle, he was just a funny ass nigga, very charismatic. And I think that I got very similar talking points and very similar uh, attitude, a very similar attitude and very similar uh, presentation to what I talk about and how I address shit. But there wasn't many male role models that I that I knew growing up. And I was always a person who was against looking up to role models and looking up to celebrities because anytime you look up, and this is where the star analogy comes from, when you look up, they're there. You feel that you can reach them, but they're obviously too far away. You're living a lie and you've been sold a dream. You've been told that you can be whatever you want 
if you just follow your dreams. And this is how society and this is how entertainment hoodwinks a lot of these young um, females and a lot of these women become whores, become hoed out, become another fucking Britney Renner. We're not playing right now. This is church. That's just the reality, though. But men on the opposite end, right, their idea of leadership is similar but entirely different. More men, more than ever, are materialistic in the same way that a lot of women are materialistic. And I'll explain. In the same way that these bitches are, you know, trying to fake the funk, they buy knockoff bags, knockoff jewelry, knockoff shoes. You got niggas rocking knockoff Jordans, um, just complete knockoffs in general, complete fucking around clothing, fugazi shit, just a disgrace, disgraziad, completely bottom of the barrel activity. But they're trying to fake the funk and play rich. See me, I like to look as bummy as possible, especially when I'm around bummy people. Why the fuck would I put myself in better clothing, put myself in a better position, even though I'm in a better position, or appear to be in a better position, or flaunt or act uh, brodacious about anything, or be have a sense of bravado when it comes to what I do. I do this here on the podcast, and this is how I generally am in person. Of course, realistically speaking, I'm toned down, but I still have the same attitude, and I don't pretend that I'm somebody else, and I don't have leaders. You feel me? The most high is the leader of all. Even you bum-ass, non-believing, stank, disgusting, fucking miserable pieces of shit atheists, as much as y'all want to pray to your little satanic goat god, and see, this is the thing. Like I say, we live in a twisted society right now. And I'm really being genuine and I'm being sincere when I say this. We've we've chosen destruction and we've chosen the lifestyle or we've chosen the gimmick of what it is to be hard or street or whatever that includes. And we don't think about ourselves. And I and I say this sincerely where a lot of guys have to be more selfish when it comes to these women. Because ain't nobody going to care about you more than your goddamn self. Which leads me to another avenue of things that I want to talk about real quick. So you have like men who look for leadership in women. And why and how do I say this? Well, it starts in the home, as they always say. You come up in a household, the only person that you know or the only person that you remember taking care of things around the house is the woman. So as that man gets older, whether he goes in, well, you know, he goes into the school system, he's usually taught by a majority of women. So a lot of these men are more compliant with women. Now, a lot of guys will say, what are you talking about? And you got to tell these niggas to shut the fuck up because this is this is almost this is almost common sense. But it's not because this shouldn't be common. 
You know what I mean? Single motherhood in any community should should not be fucking common. You know what I'm saying? And I, I get tired of this shit, but I have to address it the way that I'm addressing it. You sloppy ass hoes, y'all go out there. You use men for their money. In fact, you may have gotten that child that you had off of the backbone, the money, whatever care that that child has, it may be out of that man's pocket. And you may not even be allowed, you may not even be allowing that man to see their children or child. This is how funky and disrespectful these bitches become. And that's just the reality. We got to talk with a little thunder. We can't, we can't come and sweet talk these thoughts and sweet talk these fast women who they've poisoned as well as simps, they've poisoned the dating pool. And here's how. I mentioned online dating earlier for a reason, and I'm glad I reiterated it because I'm about to do it again, but in a different fashion. Online, on dating apps, the majority of people that you will come across are either two things, both on each side of men and female. You have simps who pedestalize and worships women, which are usually the targets of future purchasing of OnlyFans memberships and so on and so forth. Then you have the trashy women who display themselves in that fashion on OnlyFans and etc. The people in between would be a high percentage of men who are looking for meaningful relationships or meaningful interactions or a, a fucking chat, some level of communication. And then you got guys who smash bitches regardless and they're in it regardless. You know what I mean? Like they're going, they're going to get women regardless. They're going to have women inbox them, DM them regardless. It happens. I've experienced this like the past couple days. I went back to this app. I'm not even going to give it credit or mention it because it's trash. And I went back to this app because I've, I found out that I had so many notifications on my emails that I haven't been checking that I figured, fuck it. You know, why not? You know what I mean? I'll see what is going on on this particular platform. I go on and like my inbox is flooded, right? And I'm not saying this to say anything about myself, but I'm just stating the facts. My inbox was flooded and I was saying, wow, this is interesting. Uh, a couple of attractive women, a couple scragglers, mostly invites to their OnlyFans, mostly their Snapchats, because there's like, yo, uh, one chick was like, yo, I'll go completely nude if you'll go on Snapchat with me right now. And it was, I was intrigued, I'm not going to lie, all right? There was the simp in me. The Heavenly Father was with me that time. Because I was, I was about to go on um, Google Play. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was about to download uh, Snapchat real quick. You know what I mean? But I was like, nah, you know what? It's not even worth it. I was like, nah, I don't have Snapchat. So she's like, you don't want to see me naked? Bad. Look, this chick was bad. And I said, nope. The Heavenly Father was with me that day. Because I, on, a, on just a random occasion, I look and go, damn, 
I'm about to download Snapchat right now. But I was like, nah. You know why I said that? Because there's one thing in life. They say nothing in life is free, right? This is what people tell you. Nothing in life is free. But I'm going to tell you guys something. There's one thing in life that for the most part is free. And if I'm able to find this goddamn sound, I'll find it. But there is one thing in life that is, in fact, free. You know what I mean? And it doesn't involve downloading. Well, well, yeah. Let's just say there is one thing in life that is free. Pornhub's free. Porn's free. I tell bitches on these on these apps, like, yeah, you know, they're trying to send me nudes and shit. A couple women have sent me naked pictures. And I was fortunate because these were attractive women. And at the same time, I was also offended. Like, what the, like, if I was really, like, on some dumb shit, like, I would just report these bitches. Like, yo, these bitches just sent me pornography. Like, of course I'm not going to do that. I'm a fucking red-blooded, heterosexual American. A um, melanated American Indian. So I, I'm, I already know what time it's hitting. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll take nudes. But at the end of the day, none of these bitches are worth anything besides vagina. And they display it right away. So it's almost like God is telling me, look, this is all these bitches have to offer. If you decide to fuck with these bitches, understand what you are seeing is what you are getting. Nothing more. That's how I look at it today, right? But the men look at these women for leadership. And it's bizarre, but I also explain how a lot of this transpires. The boy becoming the male, learning to become a man. The obstacles, consequences, and repercussions for his activities may be even more of an issue because of the lack of mentorship, the lack of fathers. If he's fortunate enough to have uncles, possibly a grandfather around, there can be some level or some hope left and pretty much instilling masculinity to that individual. Okay. If not, I'm not saying he's fucked, but he has a lot of obstacles. A lot of guys who come up uh, from this cloth or who are cut from this cloth, I should say, they have a hard time with um, conflict. They have a hard time with uh, solving problems without getting emotional. Like I said, this deals with conflict with people, even certain things. They have a hard time with dealing with conflict. And when it comes to women, they are almost just as or even more emotional than a lot of the women that they pursue because they haven't had a man sat them down and tell them, hey, listen, you got to be a certain way around these women. These women are into sissies. These women are into men. And as much as they try to ban or make uh, masculinity wrong or make masculinity bad, the men are still speaking. The men are going to continue to speak. Men like myself, we're going to continue to speak this message. 
This is the raw. This is the real. This is the red pill. This is Monday sermon. And God damn it, we in church. We in church. We in church. All right, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Don't get too hyped. We, 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 we starting to really let this, we're going to let the pot simmer. Like I said, we cooking, but we letting shit simmer. We, we get ready to, to turn the burners down and let this, let this concoction really marinate in your mind in a way that your favorite ingredients are warming up and steaming in the pot as we speak. This is a message, food for the soul, food for the mind, food for the body, nourishment within words and in wisdom, while these bums, bottom-feeding bitches, and fucking simps grovel damn near at one another. And look, you have to understand, like, it's cut and dry out here today. What you see is what you get. And I understand that. And this may be a little black pill, but fuck it, I'm going to acknowledge it. Sometimes I get a little black pill here and there. I just think sometimes, like, I've mentioned this earlier. These, I'm incompatible when it comes to these dysfunctional bitches. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Like, I don't see these women as anything other than sex objects. And these are sex objects that I would rather not participate in. Or if I could, I would rather have it, like, arranged. And I mean not paying, like, I mean, like, if a chick finds you attractive and she just so happened to go up and say, I find you attractive, we should hang out. Pretty much saying we should fuck around. That's For a lot of guys, you really need to know the breakdown. If a woman approaches you, understand two things. Number one, you are in control. The person who approaches is the one who is out of control. Men need to wake up. And you dating coaches should be ashamed of yourselves because you know what I'm saying is fucking facts. When you approach a woman, right, in any way, she is in control of that conversation. She can tell you to go fuck yourself and walk away because you've approached her. Now, vice versa, if she, if she so happens to approach you, you are the one in control. So you can... I'm not saying you can make the conversation go however you want, but you have that temporary control. You can make that something. For a lot of guys, they'll never experience a woman approach them. It's just reality. Luckily, that's not necessarily the case for me. And I take advantage of women, and I don't mean to say that sounds crazy. Hold up. <laughs> I don't mean it that way, but I take advantage of the idea that when a woman approaches me, I have control over the conversation. So you approach me. Like, I've had, it was, it was never like something in my mind that's cool. Like, oh, a chick goes up and it's almost like weird. It's like what I've talked about before in the past where I don't give a shit about opening doors for people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, old ladies, kids that's going behind. I don't fucking care about that shit. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't consider that to be necessarily chivalrous. But I understand what people talk about when they mention it. Because you got a lot of these, my damn, uh, my lady type of motherfuckers. And these niggas need to sit down somewhere. 
But I'll give y'all niggas some black pill knowledge real quick. See, the reality of it is, as a guy, to most of these women, what you produce is all that matters. Now, I don't mean this entirely, but I mean in the grand scheme of things, when women decide, okay, I'm going to throw this nigga some pussy, it's probably because the nigga has a lot of money or that guy's very attractive. And if the guy's very attractive, then she sees him for what he appears, which is still closer than seeing a nigga for what he produces. Now, as we proceed to wind down, I want to remind people that we are going to be going in this week. We're going to have a lot of uh, sermons. We're going to have a lot of church-like activities. We're going to be talking about numerous things. This shit was really off the cuff, but uh, Minister Jap, shout out to that man, Minister Jap. Um, I've been listening to more and more of his shit. And I have to acknowledge that because, number one, first and foremost, I don't plagiarize. I don't take niggas shit. You know what I'm saying? I acknowledge those who've inspired me to talk about what I talk about. But with that being said, I'm also not no dick rider. You know what I mean? I'm still in my own lane, and I still have my own navigation that I need to get through in order to maintain my damn self. But I always give credit where credit is due. And the leadership thing really had me thinking because he was talking about these groups, these protected groups, whether it's homosexuals, now it's transgender, or primarily right-wing media protects these groups because they're primarily, um, I mean, left-wing, excuse me, left-wing media protects these groups because they are primarily left-wing. This can be, uh, Black Lives Matter can be mentioned in this. Uh, Antifa could be mentioned in this as well. And these groups are protected by some of the most unknown and powerful men and women in our society today. And they are the gatekeepers. And so the idea that I've gotten from Minister Jab was when he was talking about a lot of the BS with cancel culture. And with cancel culture, they've turned... Um, anybody or any comedian, and he used Dave Chappelle as an example, especially with the controversy of what he was talking about with his stand-up, supposedly. I didn't check it out. But cancel culture are these people in these positions tried to shut down Dave Chappelle and it backfired because the people spoke for Dave Chappelle. You know, this is a comedian who is known for talking about outrageous shit for the longest. And he's been making his comeback now for quite some time. And I mean, <laughs> it's very touchy conversation to talk about comedy today because I feel that the shit is watered the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel it's too diluted with the woke community, the gay community, the black community, the Latino, all the communities just need to sit the fuck down somewhere and understand that this is entertainment. Y'all niggas is taking this shit to heart. So when a nigga comes out there and kills it on the mic, you talk about some of the, in my opinion, some of the greatest comedians out there. If you're talking about Richard Pryor, you can mention him. Eddie Murphy, you can mention him. Red Fox. Right. 
your Bernie Max, you got your uh, Earthquake for a lot of people to understand. Um, you got your Artie Langs. You got your Patrice O'Neills, rest in peace. You got your Ari Spears, Ari Spears. You got all these comedians, Cat Williams. They're all known for talking about controversial shit and people understand it on the likes of it being comedy. You understand? Like once those groups decided that they were going to turn their focus on comedians and say that you can't say this, that's offensive. You can't say that or we won't pay you, that's offensive. You are watering down comedy. So a lot of these stand-ups, and I'm not going to lie, like Dave Chappelle is one of those guys where, yeah, he said some controversial shit recently and it got him under fire, but it also gave him a little bit of his shine back because a lot of his stand-up previously, in my opinion, was not really that good. It wasn't killing him softly. It just wasn't. You know, and I understand it. When it comes to people getting older and talking about different things, but I don't think that's the case. Like, a lot of comedy is watered down because these people are controlled by those gatekeepers, by those people in those high positions. And if they go over the line, if they rock the boat a little too heavy, then their checks is going to be a little lighter. So I think a lot of people just go on board. This goes along with the YouTube content creators. This goes along with people who do podcasting. This goes along with people who speak their mind. A nigga like me can never be controlled by these niggas because I don't respect these niggas. I don't. Like, these people who have high money, there can be a line where I can respect what they have because of how they've gotten it or if they've got it from the ground up, there's automatically um, a level of respect for it. But I don't look at these niggas as leaders or I'm not going to, if a person like, look, we're talking, we're, this is bag talk, right? This is that bag talk right now. If somebody came across my podcast and was like, yeah, we can work with this guy. And they contacted me and said, we're willing to give you, I don't know, something, something stupid, like 10 mil. We'll give you 10 mil. We'll give you a platform. We'll give you an online space so you'll be able to do this live stream if you want, or you can continue podcasting, and we'll pay you 10 million. But you'll have to tone down on the race, the racism, and you have to tone down on using the term transgender or using trans or, or mentioning the gay community or mentioning homosexuality in any way without um, uh, giving them praise or without saying it's great and nothing's wrong with it. Like, no. There's a line that gets crossed with me. The shit that I talk about and what I stand for is important to me. I'll die for what I stand for, and I'll die for a lot of the meaningful shit that I talk about and I address. If whoever listens to this feels some type of way and feels that them taking my life helps them out, then so fucking be it. But that's just how niggas like me was brought up. I wasn't raised that way. That's just how I was brought up. I brought myself up in that survivalist mindset so I can go toe-to-toe with whoever because I have no fear. Death, I don't fear death. I don't look at death as, as something to be afraid of. I have a Grim Reaper tattoo for that reason. I don't 
I acknowledge death. I don't fear death. It's just I choose to live in a smarter fashion to where I don't have to deal with that possibility of dealing with meaningless niggas and getting involved in meaningless activities. You know what I'm saying? My mind is sort of hardwired now to move on to bigger, better things and opportunities. But with all that shit being said, man, I just had to let niggas know, man, we're not playing here. You know what I mean? This is the Red Pill Party Podcast. I am Jersey Judah. This is about two hours. Is it about two hours? I think it's two hours. We're at an hour and 57 minutes, but that's about it. I'm not going to go over it just to make it two hours. Um, Like I said, we're going to be cooking this week. Uh, I'm not sure what the topic will be tomorrow, but I will... I will make sure to have a topic tomorrow. And we're going to talk about a few things. We're going to get through the week. We're going to get through another week. We're going to go right into fucking December, which is the last month of the goddamn year. But we've made it through another year of the pandemic. We've made it through. I didn't believe. And see, I knew this shit was going to happen in a lot of ways. But, like, I didn't believe that the pandemic would last this long after Biden was elected. I figured that they would just let their guard down and say, fuck it. We got this nigga out of office. Everything's back to normal. Let's get it. But instead, they kind of went along with the program and even tried to enforce more vaccinations, um, mandatory vaccinations. A lot of the people were getting arrested. Some people were getting arrested for um, duplicating um the vaccination cards. I think that shit happened in Detroit, New York. And things kept going. And uh, it is what it is, man. We got through it. We still got 2022. We're going to see how that goes. We're only less. We're, we're a little bit more than two years away. We got to get this cocksucker out of office. And I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'll get political at the very end. We got to get this cocksucker out of office. See, the black community has this porch monkey mindset they have this and i think i'm going to make an episode the porch monkey mentality the porch monkey mentality of a lot of these black folks so they see the old white man who was beside barack obama 2008 right 2012 so they said fuck it we'll vote for him again they heard barack obama speak at his fucking campaigns his very little campaigns that he did have in a lot of cases, he wasn't even there. So that explains everything. And y'all Negroes said, we're going to go with him. Y'all Negro women, y'all females, you black queens out there, you black goddesses, black earth and all that shit. Y'all seen Kamala half Indian Harris. And look, I don't give a fuck. Y'all know that she ain't black like that, right? Look, just like Barack Obama. I'm not disrespecting nobody directly. I'm just saying y'all got hoodwinked and y'all got fooled by the fuckery. And now you see it firsthand what's going on. You see the gas prices. You see the fuckery going on in uh, Afghanistan and shit going on in the Middle East. It's looking spicy right now. It's looking very zesty out here in these streets, in these United States of America streets. And hopefully this nigga Trump goes back in. Trump come back in, you know I'm voting for him. I'll tell niggas that right now because a lot of you corny, goofball, dumbass niggas, 
already made y'all decision, unfriend a nigga, and then y'all see a nigga in person and want to talk, I'll walk right past you over a fucking political ideology that you claim to not even participate in. But you're mad when you start seeing and hearing more black conservatives speak out because y'all, y'all not really ready for uh, my breed of conservatism. Y'all just not ready for it. And then when I hit y'all with it, and see, that's why I don't go all the way right. I'm not, I, I, I'm not what you would consider right wing per se. I don't, I don't believe in the wing thing, but I am conservative. I'll just leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? We got to get this old nigga out of office and we got to get this Indian chick out too. You know what I mean? But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party podcast, man. In the meantime, in between time, we definitely went over two hours, by the way. In the meantime, and in between time, man, get ready to sign off. And matter of fact, since I talked about the homie, I'm going to let him end things off. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. Peace. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? <laughs>